bitches. Well, I haven't been on with my podcast in a few days because my husband's in the hospital. He had, uh, he has blood clots in his lungs and, um, of course, people are calling me now, right? Yes. What? What? Ed, what? Ed, you just called me. Uh, shit. My husband just called me when I'm doing my podcast from the hospital. What do you think? Oh, my God. Let me cancel this one if I could cancel it. Well, whatever you heard. Oh, he's calling me from the hospital. Do I ever catch a break? (laughs) Never. (laughs) Anyway, I am a fruit fly. Or they used to call me a fag hag. I hate that expression. What does that mean? And the reason I'm talking about this today is because of what happened in Colorado Springs. In my life growing up, I was never part of that in crowd. Even with the in crowd, we go where the in crowd goes. I was never part of that in crowd. In fact, I was never part of any crowd. I was, you know, the mean girls hated me. I don't know why they were so mean. They're still mean. I don't know what that's all about or how come or why they're mean. I I still don't get it. The popular girls, mean girls, that movie with Lindsay Lohan. I was always me, an individual. But the group of people that always loved me because I was bigger than life. I was a little, I'm still little. Skinny, real skinny. I'm not so skinny anymore, but I'm not heavy. I'm in between. I'm just perfect, but skinny. And um, I'm just thinking of my husband calling me and leaving it on my podcast. Well, whatever, you know. Anyway, (laughs) gay, gay people always loved me. The only people who loved me. The only people who loved me and still do, LGBTQ+. And I love all of you. I just want to let you know that. But they called me a fruit fly back in the day, which means that I was a fly and hung around fruits. That's what they called us back in the day. And I want to tell you, That was amazing back in those days because they helped you with your hair, the way you dressed, how you looked. And I went to all the places with them, every bar, every gay club, every amazing thing, because it wasn't called gay back then. Okay. It was not. But who did I hang around with? The LGBTQ plus people. They were my best friends and they loved me, loved me so very, very much. And yes, let me tell you something about being what they called the fruit fly back then. You always thought maybe you could turn them. (laughs) That was a joke. I could turn you. If you were with me, I'll turn you straight. 
I mean, that was the funny thing. I'm going to turn you straight, right? But I tried. Let me tell you, there was a few men I tried with. In fact, I was made pregnant by one of them. God bless them wherever. I know he's a famous songwriter. I'm not going to say who he is, but he knows who he is. <clears throat> and uh, I tried. But I want to tell you something. They also taught me so many different things. You know, how to dress, how to wear my hair, how to put my makeup on, how to give a good blow job. If you wanted to learn how to give a good blow job, you learned it from a gay man. I mean, who else are you going to learn it from, right? <laughs> it's the truth. <clears throat> I would ask them. I learned so much about the gay community back in the day. Oh, my God. Still to this day. I still have all of my friends, my LGBTQ friends who are alive. And sad to say, so many of them died of the AIDS epidemic in the late 70s and early 80s. That was the most horrible thing that could have ever happened. But that's who were always and still are my friends, my best friends. You know, and let me tell you something. We went to the disco every single night back in the day. We went to the disco. Oh, my God. Amazing. Uh, we didn't go. Well, of course, this was before I moved to California in 1976. Okay. So basically what it was was uh, Le Jardin was the first disco we ever went to, which was just a fabulous disco back then in the 70s. 73, <clears throat> 74, that's where we went. And, oh, my God, we would go. I moved back after my divorce from the first Mr. SJ. I moved back to Brooklyn to my mother's apartment. And I met all my friends in the apartment building. And we used to go out dancing every single night to the disco. Okay. And one of my wild experiences, on, yeah, I always remember all this stuff. <clears throat> this, um, there was a bet. Someone bet me 500 bucks when we were going across the Brooklyn Bridge in a taxi that I would take my shirt off. I didn't used to wear a bra back then. Of course, I took my shirt off for $500. Wouldn't you? <laughs> of course you would. So the reason I'm talking so much about this right now is because of the Colorado shooting, Colorado spring shooting. And I don't understand why so many people hate gay people, hate LGBTQ plus people, hate drag queens, hate transgender people. I don't understand it. I don't get it. You know, I don't understand. Okay, you may not agree with the sexuality of a person, you may believe that you could like, you know, turn them straight or whatever. But the reality is, is that everybody has the right to be who they are. If you're born straight, okay. If you're born gay, okay. You know, if you're born to be transgender, okay. If you feel like you were born in the wrong body, if you're a woman wanting to be a man, you know, Live and let live. You can do something about it today, but why not let why not let people just be? I often think, and I'm not remember thinks, I'm no psychologist, believe me, I ain't no psychologist. But I often think that a lot of times these people are so angry, you know, at LGBTQ people is probably they fear that that's who they really are. 
And maybe if they shoot them up, it'll shoot the bejesus out of them and they'll turn, you know, they'll eliminate their big fear. You know, I was just watching a movie called The Lodger, you know, which is a great movie from the 1940s about supposedly, you know, about the Ripper, you know, in, in England. And the guy who played it was a wonderful actor who passed away. Lard Kruger, he passed away from his weight. He lost too much weight and he died. Anyway, he was like killing these women because he wanted to get the E love them, but he wanted to get the evil out of them. So he killed them. He would cut the evil out. He thought he could cut it out. And that's what I think a lot of, a lot of these things that have happened, you know, are happening is for that reason alone. It's because maybe they're afraid. Maybe they're afraid. Okay. I have these feelings. I think I'm gay, but I don't want anybody to know. So if I kill these people, then maybe it'll help me. I'll take the evil out of them. That's maybe what they think. I don't know, you know, and I just think it's the most, why can't we just live and let live? You know what today is? Today is November 22nd, 1963 was when John F. Kennedy was shot. I'm bringing stuff up about all sorts of things today because I want to honor the people who lost their life, you know, today in Colorado Springs. I want to honor JFK, you know, Camelot, the age of Camelot was what they called his presidency, his beautiful wife, Jackie. Okay, he wasn't the most perfect man. No man is perfect. No woman is perfect. Let's be real here. You know, I have a husband who's in the hospital with... um with blood clots in his lungs. Why? Because he was too stubborn to take his fucking Zarelco. That's why. He didn't want the black and blue marks on his hands because he didn't want his clients seeing his fucking black and blue marks. Who gives a... I'm wearing my ring, his ring right now. It's just ridiculous, you know? I'm talking about a lot of different things today that are on my mind, including, you know, my husband being in the hospital being stubborn, not willing to like take care of himself or his ego. You know what ego means, edging God out. But I want to get back to how wonderful, how wonderful people were to me. It wasn't the girls. They were like, now I have a lot of female friends, but back in those days, no, no, I did not. LGBTQ plus people, which they were not called back then. So they called me a fruit fly because I hung around all the time, you know, wanting to learn style and joie de vivre and all sorts of interesting things that a lot of gay men knew. They knew style. They still know style, you know, and how to dress, how to put makeup on, how to do my hair and that curly hair. I wanted the Mary Tyler Moore flip and have fabulous curly hair. And they helped me. They helped me through the years. And and I, I've gone through many situations. Like the first, one of the first <clears throat> gay men that really worked with me was Bob Schulenberg. Very famous, if you look him up. He was the man that gave Barbara Streisand her look, her makeup. He did her photographs. He's an artist, an illustrator, very famous illustrator. 
So we hung out together. You know, I was singing in the cabarets in New York. We went all over the place. He was like amazing, just fucking amazing and still is and still is alive. And he introduced me to my accompanist, John Wallowich, who was a fabulous piano player back in the day. And we hung around together all the time, all the bloody time. We went to the cabarets and hung out and, and, you know, he went with me to the clubs and we just had the most incredible time, you know, and he helped me with my looks, my makeup. He took photographs. You know, of course, I never became as famous as Streisand. Like, who is as famous as Streisand? Who has a better voice than Barbara Streisand? More style, more interesting, fabulous actor and director, nobody. But Bob Schulenberg was one of the first friends that, um, that I had, gay friend, real close. And then I moved to California in 76, and my agent, who is gay, took me out here, and I sang in a gay club called the Topath Inn. They brought me out here to sing in that club. And boy, oh boy, it was an amazing time, just an amazing time. And I had a huge gay following here. Studio One, you know, was a big gay club. I guess they called it Studio. I never went to Studio 54. I moved out here before Studio 54 became, you know, the thing. But we had Studio One, okay? We had an amazing, amazing time. And, uh, yeah, so always, always, always. And one of my friends who was the most famous of all the celebrity chefs, Michael Hollingsworth, he is amazing, still around, and he's like unbelievable. One of my friends, and I have a lot of different still. To this day, who do I call when I have a problem or if I need to talk, if I need to schmooze? Who do I invite to my parties? That's right, LGBTQ+. Who did I interview a few weeks ago? Um, Transman Lucas, the architect, who decided he wasn't, you know, he, he was born female, but he's not a female. He's a male. And he made that decision and that choice. And I think that's amazing. And I have a lot of friends like that. So I'm just celebrating the community. I'm I'm mourning for the people who lost their lives. And I'm enjoying the fact to this day, to this day, I am still a fucking fruit fly. That's right. And I just love you all so much. And I ask for a circle of prayer for my husband, Ed, because I don't know how long he's going to be in the hospital. I know nothing about, you know, blood clots and stuff. I just know that. You know, they're going to keep them there till they dissolve the blood clots. But men, don't be so stubborn. Please don't. Please don't be stubborn. You know, listen to your partners. Listen to your wives, your husbands, whatever. Listen to whoever other than your own brain that's saying, oh, no, you're old. You're old. He thinks he's old. Okay, in today's reality, 75 is not old. 100 is old, which I hope I make it till. And... um I'm just, you know, saying that it's funny, you know, my, my son is straight, but I always wished I had a gay son. I have a straight son and that's good because he's married and I have three grandchildren. 
He married a beautiful girl, fabulous, that gave him three gorgeous sons. And, uh, but you know, I would have embraced him. In fact, the real truth of the matter is, I would have liked it better if he was gay. I'm just saying, because then my son would have done a lot of things with me the way he did when he was a kid. I really love that. So <clears throat> anyway, so, you know, I just wanted to say, I love you all so much and embrace each other with love. All we need is love. All we need is love. Ba -ba -da -da -da. All we need is love. Love, love is all we need. It's all we need. Remember that. That's the most important thing. That's all we need. So please remember that. You know, I love you all so very, very much. Drink my coffee here out of my morning bitches cup. And I just want to thank also a couple of the people that, that support me on here. My IT person, Christian, my manager, Stephanie, um, my PR people who I love so much, I, IFP, uh, let me see who else. Oh, my, my best friend and adopted daughter, Lisa, and uh, my friends, Michael Hollingsworth, little, Ho little Michael, you know, all these people that are in my life that I just love so much that you know, and, and so grateful that I have 37 years of sobriety that I could share with everybody because, you know, I was a party girl. I, I've really gone into the, I've gone into like my life, but not my real party experiences. And if anybody's interested, I want to share that too. I mean, that, you know, that is an important thing to share. I think. When you um, when you are faced with everything and the reality of life and you know what life is all about and and uh, I have to share my experiences. I'm also going to talk about in my future podcast a woman's body. I talked about a woman's body is wrong, but abortion and what I think about that and my experience with that and what I feel about that today. But my goal and my dream is that everybody gets along, that if you're angry about people who are LGBTQ+, talk about it. Talk about it with somebody. Root out why you're so angry about that, why you can't accept people for who they are. You know, root it out. Talk about it with your chaplain, your rabbi, whoever, your priest, psychologist, therapist, and find out what's going on. Why are you so angry about that? You know, what what makes you angry like that? You have to think about that. What's going on? And, you know, that's just the way I feel. <laughs> the beeps are coming in from messages that people are sending me. Find out what's the root of your anger and frustration about LGBTQ people. You know, I'm the lay psychologist that says you probably are. If you're angry... You're worried that, you know, that's who you are. I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. I'm just an old lady who curses and speaks her mind and tells you the way it is her life has been and how much she's enjoyed her life and had a full life and, you know, been married and divorced and married and divorced, engaged, engaged, married, 
you know, again, and um, with all my wild times and, you know, just being able to speak my mind and let everybody know what's going on with me in my life and what I feel and, and sending love to everybody, sending love, because that's what I'm all about. You know, I feel your pain a lot of times, you know, I'm, I'll take your pain. You know, if, if it's, if you're being, if you're hurting, I will take your pain on, you know, I understand that I feel it. I, I, I know what you're going through. So please, as a fruit fly that I've embraced all my life, um, be good to yourself, be good to others. And don't forget, if no one told you they love you today, I love you because you are you. Be yourself. Who else are you going to be? Mwah. Later.